Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. You can probably hear my dog in the background. It's just me and my dog talking. Uh, we have moved. We have become one in our new apartments as the Emo Social Club podcast. And uh, we have... Uh, surprise in this episode because we recorded it from the same place but our guests are remote so you know you're gonna you're gonna hear that you're gonna experience that and it's a really cool thing that's gonna happen a lot more often now that lizzie and i both live in the city of chicago the beautiful city of chicago where we were already from and we already lived in so there's that uh this episode is with uh the Bandwives podcast Chandra and Misha, uh, they are the wives of bands. They're the wives of Claudio Sanchez and Adam Lazara. And uh, we talk a little bit about the bands, but mostly we wanted to get to know them. We wanted to get to know like what, they, uh, what their experience is, what their podcast is about, what they do you know, as, as individuals, but also a little bit about the bands and their emo upbringing and all that kind of stuff. And can't stop talking about the music and how much you know i grew up on coheed and taking back sunday so we get into a lot of that uh and that is the podcast so there you go you didn't even have to listen i just summarized the whole thing stay tuned the whole podcast is coming before we get into it uh make sure that you are rating us and the band wives podcast five stars on the podcast network of your choosing i've recently heard the stitcher is closing down don't rate us five stars on Stitcher. That would make no sense. The, no one's going to see it. But if you're on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you can find us on Google Maps. Like if you search Google Maps and you're like Emo Social Club slash Bandwives Pod, you can find us on there. You can rate us as a great spot to go and get dinner and listen to a podcast. If only that were true. That'd be really cool. Uh, if you want to just let us know to our faces on social media, uh, we are at Emo Social Club on Instagram. We are at X Emo Social Club X on Twitter and TikTok. I'm not calling it X, even though there were already two X's in the name. That is X Emo Social Club X at X. That would make no sense. That'd be so dumb to say. Uh, so don't, don't find us on X. Find us on Twitter.com. Twitter.com is where you can find us at X Emo Social Club X. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And if you want to watch a video version of this podcast and see like us in the same space, this was, this was during Lollapalooza weekend and we had a lot going on. So uh, not only did I move in, but I also had to like set up a studio in the, in my new apartment. It's a whole thing. Um, but the podcast at least, you know, went off without a hitch. Like we had a great conversation and the band wives are super chill and cool. So uh, I'm very glad that we did this. And if you want to look at the, the video version of it to, to see how cool it was, you can go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash emo social club, find the video versions of all of our podcasts. Okay. That's where to find us on the internet. But now that you've already found us on the internet, let's go ahead and let's just jump into the episode. This is our interview with the band wives podcast. 
Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening for the first time in a long time in a room together, me and Brian, talking with the podcast Bandwise, which is comprised of Misha and Chandra. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. Thank you for having us. We're super excited to be here. This is actually um, our first collective podcast Twitch podcast about a podcast. So we're super, super <laughs> Yay. excited. To be here. Yeah. I'm nervous. I feel nervous. I don't know why. Are you nervous, Misha? How do you feel? Well, I'm never nervous until someone else says they're nervous. And then <laughs> I feel like I get, like maybe I should be nervous too. So I'm, no. I'll join in. One of us has to hold our shit together. So I feel I good. I feel great. It's like practically my bedtime and we're hanging out, staying up late. There we go. It feels I great. think we should all be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, Bandwives. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us about, you know, I, I'm sure everyone asks, like, how did you two meet and how did you decide to start a podcast? So, I mean, we can do it. We hate to, I, I was thinking like that's basically the same as like asking a band like how did you choose your name yeah. where did your name come from it's like the same thing but like I don't I also was like well could just switch it up and go hey where'd the name of your your, your podcast come from but I feel like that would also be a pretty shitty question <laughs> it's a pretty uh it's pretty self-explanatory too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um okay well I guess I'll I'll take it away so I am Chandra Sanchez um, I'm a writer and a human being, um, and I have <laughs> happened to be married to Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. Um, and Misha, I'll let you introduce yourself and we can maybe talk about how this came to be. Yes. My name is Misha Lazara. I am married to Adam from Take It Back Sunday. I am a writer as well and a professor of fiction. And we have three kids. And um, I think that's it. I think that's my whole that's spiel. That's the life. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> so basically, Misha and I have met in passing. Uh, Taking Back Sunday and Coheed did a tour. We've been trying to figure out how many years ago. We just keep throwing out random numbers. We're like, 10 years ago, for sure. And then we're like, no, it was five. Uh, but it was at some point in our lives. Um, and I think Misha had just had a second baby. Third. And, or third. Third, and I think, yeah. I had, you know, our son, Atlas, with us at the time. And it was just like, you know, you're in the backstage area and you're introduced, but you really don't, you're like ships in the night and you're at different times and you know, your schedules are crazy. So we said hello and had like a very quick chat, but that was kind of like the most that we could do at the time. So flash forward, like through COVID a couple of years later, um, we started talking on the internet and became internet besties. <laughs> and uh, we were thinking about, Misha had reached out one day um, to sort of create like maybe a support group style space for bandwives, uh, you know, who were like at home alone and, and taking care of families and doing the juggle kind of on their own. And it's such a weird, unique lifestyle that originally we were like, well, let's try to find a way to like get us all together. So that if we see each other backstage at shows, we actually know each other and we can like be there and, you know, be available. But obviously there was a challenge <laughs> Just trying to find people and like, you know, put them into like, I don't know, what's what would it even be like a good an email or something like that. So then we're like, well, what if it was a podcast, um, as people do. 
and neither of us had ever podcasted. <laughs> and we brought it up. Uh, I brought it up to our manager and he was like, you know, it's a lot of work. I don't know if you want to like go down this path. Um, and then I was like, well, I guess now we have to go down this path because I'm so stubborn. We're going to make this happen. So, um, yeah, so we, we started last July. It's actually our one year anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We do shows weekly. We interview other band wives. Uh, we interview, um, mental health professionals in the music industry. Um, all kinds of like just any sort of adjacent music person, I guess. I don't know. Niche. Help me. Yeah. Find, the, find my words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every other week we do a little short mini-sode where we just kind of catch up or, or answer listener questions. And then the following week we'll have a guest. We've done amazing. We've done people from the roadie clinic. So it's like music support. We've done uh, mental health professionals that work with musicians and then a lot of amazing band wives. And I feel like we thought at first we'd just do kind of like a private Facebook group or something, some way to share information and kind of, come together as a community and the podcast has been amazing i feel like i've learned things um like just strategically um one thing michelle DeRosa said was just like oh however many days they're gone you do these links and then every day the kids take the links off so they know when dad's coming back but also like emotionally and spiritually and and you know that i've learned things and picked up things that i hadn't even been consciously aware of and i hear someone say it it's just like so i feel like just talking about your experience and this is a unique experience that we share um is healthy i think that's interesting because i listened to some of your podcasts and i was also looking to see like what what like you know division of it is it's classified under and it's parenting and then i listened more and i was like yes this makes sense because you're interviewing a lot of people who have kids or just have families or, you know, obviously they're entwined into this industry. And I think that that's just so interesting because we never hear that like opposite end of it. Everyone's always being like, oh, talk to talk about whoever is on stage at the moment. But we never hear about who's behind the scenes and basically trying to be there for <laughs> yeah. keep everybody together who is on stage. Totally. And I think it's emo. I, you know, I was thinking about it today about like emo, just, you know, the word and what it means. and like, you know, reliving my youth and listening to some albums today. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, what is this, what is the thing? Like, what is the, the reason that we all as kids, like kind of gravitated to this and still are. Um, and I feel like the thing you know, we can all see ourselves in these songs, like in the sadness and the breakups and the, the anger, whatever the thing is. And we thought, you know, we thought it was interesting to kind of like bring in the people who these songs are about, you know, like that, that like influenced a lot of this art and, you know, continue to kind of play a big role in, you know, in, in this lifestyle, I guess. Two thousand. The year is two thousand four, <laughs> and I two thousand four, maybe two thousand five, but it was uh, in keeping secrets came out and where you want to be came out, and those are the two albums that I was listening to in my car because I could just drive and I was out in the car listening to both those songs, both those albums, just on repeat forever. Uh, I, it, it is very much of like that time and I know that like 
now looking back and saying like something is emo is like a little bit more like we were saying before it there's like some adjacent to emo stuff and that's not really like emo classified but you're like yeah well all the emo kids were also wearing a taking back sunday shirt so like <laughs> it's like it's like it, it took on a life of its own a mind of its own and it is very much like that like yeah the nostalgia is just coming back i think in in ways that like are bigger than the artists and bigger than the bands and bigger than than anything else yeah I feel like kids now and, you know, have such a greater sense of self and maybe it's because parenting, like parenting is different and has evolved um, and maybe are like a little bit more to open to like discussing feelings and like talking about what you're going through and being proactive. But when we were kids, like, I think we all kind of had that in common. Like our parents were the product of, of their parents who like didn't really talk about things. And this is how we got, you know, how we got in touch with like what we were feeling and I still listen to some of those records like I don't know like dashboard and it's it brings me back to these like pivotal moments in my life where I was just learning like what an emotion felt like or this specific <laughs> terrible stab through the heart you're like god yeah. damn um but yeah I, I you know I wonder what it is that we all had. There's a confidence in music now and a lot of lyrics and things that didn't exist in the, that movement. You know, it was very like, not self-aware, I guess. Yeah, I think like now with a lot of music that at least like that has come out recently, it's very much taking everything and saying like, oh yeah, you guys say that like I'm this bad person or I've been bullied or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, no, you're wrong. I'm actually going to, like, stand up for it. Because I know I hear it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And it's also much more, like, aggressively, like, unique and, like, self-fulfilling. Because I feel that we as a society has fi have finally, in some ways, obviously not in all ways, has started to value, like, creative expression through music. Especially after COVID and when we saw so many different, like, genre blendings. And we still see it now come out from all these different like out of left fielders and we're like oh my gosh like this is amazing this is great and I think just also pe like people being open about it because I know there's like a, a lot of younger kids who like some of this music that sound very similar to music like we listen to that like you know we grew up with as well and they have sometimes they have no no full reference to it but they're like but this new thing sounds like this but it's like redone and remanufactured to be completely different. I just find it so interesting at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like every generation has to take what what, what was given, what, we've, what we grew up with, what was already, you know, like established and then reframe it through their perspective. And so if it's Olivia Rodrigo, you know, or like someone that's like kind of sounding like that music that we're familiar with, it's still going to have its fresh take because it's filtered through this younger generation, through this new perspective. And I mean, I feel like that's what we've been doing through time immemorial, you know, just kind of like re, like even with, the, you know, a novel or Chandra, you know, is writing graphic novels and it's like these same kind of human themes repackaged in like this new kind of a little bit more modern perspective. Yeah. I wonder if it's because I'm not a parent maybe as as two parents you'll feel differently about this but i hate it <laughs> like which I mean, like, part I, yeah i hate it children uh, 
Uh, no, not children. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody yeah. is definitely going to love their own and the, the yeah. ones that they Honestly, spend time not, with. Yeah. And I don't have any of my own or any that I spend a lot of time with. So I'm just looking at them like, who's this little stranger? Uh, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know any of my songs that I that I listen to. Oh no, right? this music. <laughs> Uh, but like like I was earlier at Lollapalooza and and seeing uh, this artist who uh, the artist is Breakins and they're they're like a newer hyper pop style artist and I'm just surrounded by like a bunch of Zoomers <laughs> and I'm like it's nice because I'm taller than everybody but it's like I'm also <laughs> 12 to 20 years older than all of these people here and it's like yeah I I, I absolutely want like I want a younger generation to have the same experience I did driving around in my car listening to these two records because they meant a lot to me at that time <laughs> and now I have to like accept that there's going to be a child like maybe I am also driving around to break-ins and listening to that now but uh I want that experience for them but I find myself like just getting to this place where I'm like too many goddamn kids here <laughs> trying oh, no. to enjoy this as a as a as a late 30s man just trying to watch a, an artist have a good time and there's all these kids and they're all i, I i'm just gonna say brian's gonna have a terrible time we're going to the swaco after show we're gonna have a great time. he's gonna have a terrible time with all the other people who are my age <laughs> I, yeah he's like, like these I, kids these meddling kids. These kids over here he's like this kids and he's gonna point at me be like you get out of here yeah. be like all right <laughs> i mean again i want everyone to have the same emotional experience i want you know 20 years from now i want them to be able to say oh man remember when we like listened to this band remember when we watched that show like that's a that's a cool experience but i think just like in my jaded old age and like i don't have like like maybe maybe there's a different experience for you where it's like you're seeing a child who's growing up listening to songs and wants to like uh, strike out on their own musically and learn songs that they like that aren't, you know, their their parents' music or uh, or know. find their own broken side. Yeah, find their yeah. own broken side. <laughs> Title of the episode: Find your own broken side. Oh no. <laughs> do you do you trust that they will and that music is out there, or do you think because of there's so many different options and so many different and everyone's listening to half a song, do you think it's you think that is never happening, or do you think you think it's still still out there? I think it's out there now. Yeah, I think the music style has changed. the The genres are different. the The feeling of it is different. You know, songs are shorter. Mm -hmm. I think artists are a little bit more like. I, I don't. I, it's very hard to say if it's going to be like a one hit wonder, but certainly like going to Warp Tour, you're seeing a lot of bands that are repeat every year. Um, you're seeing a lot of bands that are sort of within the same sound, so you just end up kind of liking. You know, uh, like, all right, well, I saw this band this year and this this year is like the new version of that band yeah. and, and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I think that having that openness and that variety and, and having discoverability through TikTok is like a, a phenomenal thing for a generation that like, you know, I only got whatever came up on my MySpace bulletins and like whoever profile I went to. <laughs> and and that's the only way like I discovered music at, like during my college years. Um I do think my my thought now is that there isn't enough curation around it. And so it needs a lot of people who like yeah. are of the older scene or like of music and, and have some experience in it to say, yeah. oh, you should check out this artist because this artist is like very good. Uh, maybe if there's somebody who's like a kid now and they're like, oh, you know, I really like this, but 
I, I'm trying to find the right band, and it's like, well, have you heard of Coheed? Like, you should check out Coheed. They're pretty good. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wow. Like, I would love it if Coheed was like the Led Zeppelin of when I was in high school. Like, <laughs> I was so annoyed at all the Gather round, children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Coheed is so much better than Led Zeppelin, and here I'm going to show you how. Well, now but it's Greta Van like, Fleet. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And I think you hit the nail on the head because it's like you want – people to experience the same thing right like you want them to be in the car with you in 2004 and like be going through the same emotional landscape that you're going through but kids hate that shit if you like <laughs> sit them down and you're like listen to this you're gonna love this and then you like tell them why they should love it no they're out but I feel like if you say hey you should check this out you yeah. might like it then then it becomes like their own experience um, and maybe they discover it at a time in their life when it's important. Um, because I'll, I will hold my kid hostage and be like, you're going <laughs> to listen to this get up kids song and you're going to know the pain, you know, but, but like, it's not the same. <laughs> no, my kids got really into gorillas and I just feel like it's a, cause otherwise it, they're, I don't know if I'm going to get canceled for saying this. Otherwise, their music sounds like video games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're really into video game music. And I don't, I, I cannot relate. So when they're like really, both my sons are really into the gorillas. I feel like that's a gift from the gods. Yeah, absolutely. Like but you know what? That's, that's what another thing I was thinking about is like kids are experiencing life in such a different way. You know, like when we were, like when Claudio and I started dating, we didn't have text, like text messaging was like three buttons. This is really dating me right now. But like, mm -hmm. you had to be like, I love you. It was like 47 <laughs> buttons yeah. just to like write a thing. So I just found the I-L-U and that's yeah. why we have those. We have abbreviations yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But now so much of like life is digital. You know, it's like you're meeting online. You're spending most of your time together online. You're playing video games. You're Twitch streaming. You're connecting with people in this like very unique way. And so it would make sense that things kind of feel like video games or they feel maybe like uh you know more processed or whatever because that's kind of the experience that the world is having now and i don't know that we'll ever be able to really understand that being aged <laughs> but we're trying you know like i want to i want to have a cool experience with like I'm not a trying. New band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm back to Elliot Smith like every. It's like what all I listen to. You know, I haven't evolved. I love that. Oh my gosh, I tried to. Uh, I was listening to like the new Post Malone record today. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like that. I'm trying. That's a try. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, there you go. That's a little bit so different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his last record too, though. I love him. Yeah. yeah. Post is cool. Yeah. Yeah. My kid really yeah. likes The weekend, Sure. Which is okay. deeply inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, time. I feel like everything with The the weekend right now is a... Oh, my God. <laughs> he, like, he wants to listen to Blinding Lights on repeat. He's like, that's my jam. And I'm like, you don't even know about the world. Like, you're nine. You're nine? You're nine. Sit down. Calm down. Here's an apple juice. <laughs> Dude, at, like, 24, 25, I was hearing The weekend. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't no, know if I. I feel that way at thirty-eight. I'm like, it's very I sexy. Yeah. Like, that's. I think that's what I was, kind of like. When you think about emo, it's very not sexy. It's like mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of the opposite. It's like I have had a horrible trauma, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm super confused. Music now is so like sleek and 
like confident just different it, it's like, kind of wow. like um bad omens like just pretend and like anything that they have really done like there's stuff that's harder but then you listen to it and you're like this is like really sensual like em- emo <laughs> i i don't sensual. like hard rock <laughs> music it's just good but like it's it's very weird to peg down because i don't think any of us like thought that that would be it people are calling it like <laughs> emo r&b and i think that's like oh the weirdest God. comparison i love that <laughs> yeah i do love the genre like smashing. everything mm-hmm. everything can come together somehow yeah, yeah we uh <laughs> I, that that's the other side of the curation argument is like there's too much that's together and it's like <laughs> i think there's like there's like r&b groups that are like man you can't just like do that like like hey sleep token like you gotta kind of learn how to do that <laughs> hey hey bad omens you gotta learn how to do, and like yeah just just i don't know i i do think that being like like younger generations now are just kind of like i can literally do whatever i want and there is no gatekeeper to anything and i do think that like back in the day back yeah. in my day <laughs> back when you know there were more like the warp tour bands and and that it was like, yeah, no, you stay in your lane because nobody yeah. will listen to it if you don't. If you do something that's off the the, the beaten path, there. It's, it's it wasn't yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't just known to listen to it. They couldn't sell it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it was like you couldn't get a label. You couldn't get it. And so now you just put it out, and it's out there, and it's like so easy for people to pick it up. And yeah, yeah. I feel like even even like you know, because uh, we you know we do comic books, so obviously like Coheed has a a graphic novel, a concept, their concept band, um, and their records feel very much like that right there. It's like, there's a cinematic movement to them. It, it, one song feels like this. And then you're like, what, Whoa, that took a left turn. Like, so people didn't really know what to do with it when it came out. Um, you know, when uh, a second stage came out, they still kind of don't, but now it's becoming like much more of a thing you know we go to comic-con and there's lots of bands who have like books out and um, are doing this like conceptual i think like you know it's scary to be the one who kind of breaks out because you don't know where you're going to fall where you're going to land is anyone going to understand this like is this going to be the kiss of death for my career but if you just i you know i have always felt that if you just keep doing the thing the weird awkward thing and being yourself no matter what, even if it sucks for a while, eventually things come full circle and you find your people. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like, too, I mean, getting into, like, concept albums, I feel like there hasn't been as many concept albums in the newer music sphere. So, like, I saw Coheed on, on the last tour when they came through Chicago because Coheed was my best friend's favorite band ever. And I had never seen them live in, like, an actual indoor setting. I've always seen them at, like, festivals. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was, like, a concept album. I knew there was, like, everything accompanying it. And I saw everything, like, put together. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane. Like, this is so cool and so colorful and so different. And, like, I know one of the other ones I probably followed a while ago was um, Within Temptation. They also did, like, a concept graphic novel. And I just wonder, like, when are we going to have more of those come back? Cause I feel like that exploded a little bit like earlier on when like danger days came out and people started to get into that vibe. And I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. Cause I love graphic novels and yeah. I just don't see them as often anymore. It's interesting. Cause you know, we, we were talking before, um, before we jumped on about Max Bemis and, you know, we see him in the comic world, you know, 
obviously like Gerard Way is like a huge proponent of comics. He's so talented and there's a lot of like crossover there. I think, um, I think music and like visual storytelling really lend each other, like they, they really complement each other well. Um, and so I would imagine it's going to keep trending in that direction, especially because we have, you know, we have streaming services. You can create, you know, shows, you can do movies, you can, you know, make shorts on YouTube, whatever. The, the, the availability of, of places to share your art is so big, much bigger than it was. So I think, I don't know, I think it's really, I love that when I discover something new, um, new music or a show, and then you realize like, holy shit, there's all this other stuff. Like, what? This will keep me busy for at least one year. Um, I think it's cool. And it really gives people something uh, to kind of like latch on to and, and interpret in a different way. Yeah. All my favorite Coheed songs, they have the whole story in the song. You know, and it's like you can visualize it, you can picture it, you see the characters. And, you, you know, it's like, and all my favorite Taking Back Sunday songs, too, are like you can see the scene. They're setting a scene. There's people together interacting and you understand that the story is unfolding and I, and there are not also, not even all taking back Sunday songs, obviously not all. And you know, some of the Khalid songs you can't, as, it's not as much of like a full story and scene and setting that you can see right there. And I always, I talk to Adam about that a lot because I just feel like when, if you can't really see the picture and the image in your head, I don't know. I, for me, I can't connect as much. Maybe it's because you know, I don't, maybe because we're writers, but I also feel like people just in general, and not to bring country music into it, but all the country Always. music, <laughs> they're like, Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, they're like a full, like, life, someone's li literal life story, or the story of a divorce, or the story of a marriage, and it's like, you can see, you know the character's name sometimes, it's like a full, yeah. short story, and I, I think that there's so much connection to be had. Now, I wonder with this, have you guys ever helped with like writing other like songs, whether it be for other bands or just if you have done your own individual projects? Because obviously you're writers. I know not all writers transfer over in that way. But in the way that we're kind of breaking it down, I'm interested to see how it has either turned out or how that could turn out. That's Chandra's question. No. <laughs> that's uh, I feel like first of all it, I feel like Misha would be amazing at writing lyrics uh she is a poet she has like such a good grasp of of like the human condition I think you'd be really good at it so yes I think that would be very a very cool experiment and you and Adam should start a band right now. well if he was here he Throw would tell you that he stole my uh, do you guys remember Zenga oh yeah Z yeah I had a oh, Zenga yeah page or whatever and so when adam and i started dating zanga. he went he you know found my zanga and stole the line not stole he borrowed he told me about it new again <laughs> that was mine it was a whole post wow. about whole, and yeah and so that's my only claim to fame there he did in the the whole line of the chorus was from my zanga and that's what that's is it? it i'm ready to be Thank new you. again ready to hear you say the, yeah so that was oh from God. straight up from there and so, yeah, before it, so that's the only thing I've ever, only music thing I've ever had any connection to as far as any lyrics or anything. But Chandra has a lot more. Well, obviously, so that's like kind of twofold for us because we work on the stories. So um, I write the comics, 
the graphic novels, and all of the prose that go along with the albums. So that kind of becomes really a weird collaboration. <laughs> um, sometimes the songs are written first, and that like will inspire the storyline, and sometimes it's the reverse. So it's kind of this weird... It's just always happening. Like, we'll be having a conversation, and he'll pull his phone out and be like... And I'm like, are you right taking a note? Like, are you stealing a line from this <laughs> conversation? Because we're just... We're brainstorming. That's not my best work. Change it. Um, and, and, like, obviously, you know, he comes in with this, like, mound of ideas and, like, just kind of tosses them on the desk, and then I'm trying to sift through and, and create, like, the cohesion. Uh, but then we also do musical projects together. We have a, a teeny tiny side project called Shawnee and Clyde, um, that we write together collaboratively. And then also he has a side project called The Prize Fighter Inferno um, that had a its first release, I think it was tw 20 years ago? Ten, I don't remember. It's an anniversary. 10 yeah. years ago? 20 years ago? I, 20 I years ago. It's the 20-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I definitely remember it. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't. He doesn't want to acknowledge I, how far he wants to remember it. I don't want to say out loud on a recorded podcast uh, in front of people, like, uh, to be wrong about. We are old as hell, and it's definitely 20 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, so then we've done EPs kind of for that project that we've worked on together. Um, and lyrically... Uh, we'll release like little vinyl pieces that come with, out with other comics that are unrelated to the band. Um, and we're actually touring on that in February for the first time that project has ever toured. So that'll be really hmm. very cool, interesting, terrifying, all the things. Ooh. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That's the side of like all this nostalgia stuff and the 20 year anniversary is like bands that have never oh played my God, live. Never. It's like yeah. not even a band, you know, it's like trying yeah. to figure out what that looks like and then pulling like these old songs up that haven't been touched for 20 years. It's like that were recorded on a four track in like a basement someplace <laughs> and trying to give it some life. And then he does have a, another uh, record that came out a couple of years ago during the pandemic. So there's a, a lot of material, but most the old stuff has to be like completely gutted and redone. Um, but it's good. It's, I'm, I'm really excited where it's like, I don't know, 11 or 12 shows. Um, and we're bringing our son out. We planned it around winter break so we can Aww. like hang out with him. Perfect. He loves touring. It is his favorite thing on earth. Don't worry, he can start his little his little podcast again, just his touring <laughs> podcast, oh, yeah. like we we're talking about earlier. Shout out art films. <laughs> We've uh, one one of the things we talked about with Max and and some other uh, uh, parents in bands that are you know going back out. I remember I think it was when we talked with Midtown and Juliana Theory, and it's like it's like you're trying to plan these runs as bands who are going out on these nostalgia tours, but you obviously in the time between you were a band and now it's like, I have a family, I have kids. I got, like, I don't want to be away from them for so long. And I obviously like your, your podcast was started because of being away at them being on tour and all that. And it seems like a lot of bands after the pandemic, they're, they're doing like weekend runs. They're doing winter break runs so that they can be with family a bit more. Are you, I mean, obviously I think <laughs> I think I've seen Taking Back Sunday like every time they're in Chicago because <laughs> they're out a lot. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's like our our tour plannings are, are are they are they finding a different way of doing this? Like, is this something that's pretty consistent among like 
parents in the scene who have had a record that's like 20 years old and they're like man I, but i kind of just want to like hang out at home with the the family and, and i don't want to who are these kids at the show again I'm going back to who the fuck are these kids? Who, is, who are these other kids who are these other kids they're not mine it's hard it's hard i think it's I don't, can't speak for them, honestly. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like this balance because they don't want to be gone forever. They don't want to miss like two months of their kid's life. But it's also their job. And it's uh, the best job in the world. You know what I mean? And so it's like this hard. If they can tour for two months, that's amazing. That's a gift, you know. But also, it's like, is it manageable with all the wives at home? Everyone in Taking Back Sunday has kids. Most of them have two kids. We have three. And... So it's just like, yeah, like, and then missing birthdays, missing family engagements, you know, missing things. And so it can be a bit of a juggle, but I think that it's the balance between like, that's your job. <laughs> and so you have to do your job and it's an amazing job. So it doesn't hurt. doesn't, you know, it's like there's perks obviously to being gone. And so I don't know, that's kind of the way I look at it. I think that if it was only weekend runs and only planning around breaks, we'd probably be pretty stressed out about, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. lack of work. Yeah, I think it's different because you guys have toured straight through, you know, in the same kind of vibe that we have since like the yeah. early 2000s. It's just like, yeah. this is the job. This is the career. Yeah. So you're much more used to it. You know, if you have to miss mm -hmm. a birthday, you have to be, you know, not present in your life for some times. And there's also so many, there's so many positives. We talk about this on the podcast a lot. Like there's a lot to bitch about, but there's also so, it's such a unique way to live your life. And anybody that gets to like make art as a career, like, gosh, mm, that's such a sweet spot, you know, like this, you know, you guys are podcasting, you're going to Lollapalooza, like you, you know, just... <laughs> Just enjoying life. You're curating yeah, for you're everyone. Curating. Yeah, you're curating. Thank you. Also, maybe, uh, sure. <laughs> also, sure. I think you're right. Yes. I think you made it great. I absolutely agree with the curating because I think, not to interrupt Chandra, but I think when I listen to this new music that's coming out and I do think that, you know, it's not being gatekept, which is amazing, but that means that it's like this influx and I don't even know where to start. And so I feel like curating is such now more than ever such an important job. Of the two of us, I'll be the first one to talk shit about the podcast. So, oh my um, god, be celebrated in that moment. Wow, Lizzie, Lizzie. Be, be proud of what you do, Brian. It's true. It's, yeah, and you know, working for yourself bestie. is really hard sometimes. Like it's <laughs> it hard is. to manage life. It just you know, in general, and just yeah. like you know, it's all on I, you. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's it's. I think that because I, I I was in a band, I wanted to be in a band, and then that didn't work out. So I have a podcast, which I think is just the, sort of oh no the, the, oh, no. the pipeline. Well, listen, <laughs> that's that's the pipeline. We're starting bands tonight. We just started one. Like so, we can start more. Yeah. Now it's just we're all band. Can we just call it band wives? Are we, we in a it, band? Yeah, we're all band, band wives. Band wives. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sure. Uh, I have a feeling. I have a weird feeling. We're all the singer. So. Uh, oh wow! I don't think you want me I'm to be not, the singer. I don't though. want to be <laughs> either. I'm not the singer. I Damn. honestly feel like, and maybe, I don't know. I feel like you should be. I. It's you. I. I've been working singer. on an egg. I've been shaking an egg, so I have my instrument down. It's fine. Amazing. <laughs> I can play the flute, so. Oh. <laughs> this is gonna be a great band. I was about yeah. to say, like intense flute solo. I can't play. I I learned a little bit of a bass. 
I can, okay. you know, perfect. If you can do bass, and we can all scream. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So, feels right. This is this is yeah. the weirdest band, but I do think we have percussion, we have bass, we have a melody instrument, and we have a singer. Yeah, I don't see, think there's yeah. anything else you need. I just feel really confident that with this band, we can at the very least open one show for better lover, better lovers, and it'll yeah. be good. Yeah. It'll Fair. be I, a very sure. artistic the greatest show. night of our lives. Yeah. 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 I think we remember. Yeah. I'll do like the spoken word <laughs> section of the breakdown. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think that'd be great. Oh my god. And like we have to like tap on it. When I was in a undergrad at, in college radio, me and my one friend, because I was allowed to run the radio station, which I should not have been, um, we would do from midnight to three a.m. spoken word poetry. And oh, one time yes. we did Miss Jackson with Anakin oh the And <laughs> one of my friends was living on campus, and he was awake, and he walked in. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like. I don't know, man. I'm just trying some um, new programming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be that. Just let it, let that shit ride. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm so afraid of spoken word poetry. As as a, a poet, I am so afraid. What? I can't I can't do it, and I can't see it because I also have like a hair trigger, um, like laughter complex. It's really bad. But like in really inappropriate situations, I will be anywhere. And I can't like hold my shit together over <laughs> something unrelated to what is going on. But when it's quiet uh, and you're supposed to focus on one situation, it's over for me. I'm embarrassing. You've never embarrassed me. Thank <laughs> you. That's why our friendship yeah. is so deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love There's still time. Poetry. I'll have some wine and like force people to read me poetry or vice versa. Oh wow! So it what a spoken word poetry party instead of the PowerPoint party. This is yeah uh, PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint party. Yeah, I'm just sticking with no. I'm about it. I love PowerPoint. Wait, I love the idea. I, that I haven't know. done one yet. Uh, to explain it, basically everybody gets a topic, and you have to make a PowerPoint presentation for the party. And I so everybody that. will. Pre it's like five minutes or so, but it'll be like the most random things that you're just like getting really deep on and you build a very like good powerpoint presentation and everybody just sits around and jokes about your powerpoints and it's i'm like that's exactly what i want to be doing holy moly i feel this is what i was made for yeah <laughs> right when you think about it you're like no that's awesome like i'm going to talk about something that like like it makes me feel like I am the only one of all of the people that I hang out with who knows everything about this, and you all hate hearing me talk about it. Yes. But I'm gonna talk about it. Oh, yeah. This is like a good, not neurotypical exercise because you can just like info <laughs> dump on people in a very yeah. passive way. Yeah. My friend who, uh, our, our friend Alice, who consistently is like talking about mental health and, and being neurotypical, and I consistently say I'm neurotypical, is like, yeah, you're you're a little too hyper focused on some weird shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, no, it's always just... the memes about like, yeah. Yeah. It's Your like, grandfather okay, so was I know really this much about like... Sonic the Hedgehog. Who cares? Oh no, you know? not Sonic the Hedgehog. He yeah. showed Brian showed me Shadow with a gun, and then he said, "I regret this." I'm like, yeah. "This is all on you." Lizzie's never been the same since learning <laughs> about Shadow the Hedgehog, the 2008 GameCube video game. <laughs> Wait a 
second. I have a lot of questions. Not that we have to get into it now. No, we can get into it. <laughs> no, this we can't. This, this is the PowerPoint party, unfortunately. That also. We have that, yeah, we've actually gone into yeah. the PowerPoint party presentation of this podcast with a lot of yeah. alliteration okay. as well. What if, like, behind you right now, it was just like, surprise, and there was, like, surprise. the GameCube. This curtain comes down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we got a screen. We got a whiteboard. No, not a whiteboard. A smart board. Oh, God. <laughs> Kids today will never know the pain of a power of a projector. <laughs> but parents also will no longer know the pain of having to buy seventy-five dry erase markers as fair. part of your like school list. Yeah, it's fair. a racket. <laughs> it's a racket. Um, I'm here to answer any Sonic lore-related questions. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, I was gonna ask if you guys ever play. Uh, you ever play games on your stream on this this stream? We have, I, I am more the gamer type person. Um, we've done some Jackbox games, unless you've played The Sims. Uh, I play, I've played some Resident Evil games. Uh, okay. I like a lot of story-driven games, which are not good for streaming. No. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, tune in next time I stream, which will definitely not be the same time next week or any, any sort of semblance of schedule. Uh, but we'll definitely get through the Metal Gear Solid series. We're doing it. Just sit back and relax and enjoy a geopolitical thriller. Oh, with no. All the weirdest characters you could imagine. Tune in next Tuesday. <laughs> like, no. Help me read work. the captions for an hour. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's hard. I forget to turn on the captions. Too. Oh, gosh. No Come on, Brian. Happy. You're no slipping. One's <laughs> no one's having a good time in the streams. It's, it's something that I love, but... I think that most of the time I'm like, I'd rather just play a video game by myself and yeah. not have to like also entertain along with the game. That's uh, fair. You've got to get like a mindless game. Like, like, a, yeah. we, we'll do Dr. Mario, which is like, yeah, yeah. I love it because I'm good at it. Yeah. I don't love things that I'm not at least okay at. I don't want to play those games. Um, and then I just like school my husband while we talk about, you know, mindless shit. Yeah. I feel like multitask. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, having your best ideas in the shower. This is not going to make me sound more neurotypical. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, I'm not a, a Minecraft person. Like, I, I just oh. never really, I, I, I played it a bit. I'm like, it's just not really for me. It's like not the, the type of creativity I want. But there's a game that's building a factory. You go to an alien oh, planet yeah, and you mine factory resources. Game. <laughs> and I'm like over a thousand hours into this game. I've started over three times. I've just deleted everything I've done and just began again. Oh my God. And yeah, and, and then like, again, Alice was like, oh, like tell me, cause she's played it. And she's like, oh, tell me about it. And I'm like, all right, so you do this, 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 this. And I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to explain this to anybody. It got anymore. a point like during COVID, he would be like, "This is my factory hours of the week," and he would just send me updates. So I'm like, "I'm yeah. so happy you and your little factories are doing so well." Oh, the pandemic was a great time for climate change on that alien planet. <laughs> um, there's this game called Cult of the Lamb that one of our guests, yes. Kaylee Goldsworthy, that, yeah. she's like, "I come back from tour and I, uh, I tend to my cults." And I'm like, yeah, that's the life I want to live. Yeah, we we did that with some of our our chat and like had people like name from the chat and oh, fun. So that I had somebody to yell at when they were like, yeah. they broke their bed, and I was like, <laughs> why? What were you doing over there? 
and like this, it was the same person every time and i'm like i don't want to say nothing but like i just feel like you're being a problem person feel like right you're being now a problem man yep yep Who's that's that's why you'd be a good cult leader like nisha yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real life though not in video games because i don't know how to play yeah, any no. video games sure. okay. so, so, yeah. a real life. so a real life cult yeah. member interesting okay yes. yeah i mean that's like aspirational but I was like really intrigued by this video game, and I've had a student write a story about another video game that I kind of want to play called Spiritfarer. Have you heard of that one? Uh, so. It sounds familiar. It's like you lead souls across the River Styx. Oh, and you have to like, kind yeah. of find out why they died. And oh my god! Yeah, their story. It's yeah. a beautiful idea. That's that once I heard about that game, and I thought, oh, I might play a video game. <laughs> <laughs> might play a video yeah that's how i am i'm like oh there's one game maybe i'll do that one time look there are yeah. experiences there's like there's that level of where you're like i have to you know those shooter games where you're like i gotta control and there's somebody behind me and all this stuff and i i can't do that but like if it's like just an interactive story or an interactive experience where you're like don't really have to control very much and you kind of have mm -hmm. like not much of like a gamer skill like you're not like i'm a gamer but you're more like I'm interacting with a world and I'm having an experience in this world. Like we were talking before about like comics and music and all that. And I'm like, it's kind of the same thing for me, like as a different form of media to, to have that similar type of experience with, of like, I'm getting this deep uh, uh, story driven, narrative driven thing. And like, I want more and I want all that experience to it. Uh, so anyway, George R.R. R. Martin, yeah. yeah, George R.R. Martin did The Elden Ring, right? He wrote the whole thing. And... Yeah, those are also games like I never one? got into. Because oh, it, okay. it's like, I everybody's just like, these are the most difficult video games. Like, they're, they're like the meme about difficulty. And I was like, I don't know if I care about it enough oh, to no. find out the story through the difficulty of it, you know? like That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like just like, the mindlessness like i got so into the starbucks summer game <laughs> oh yeah. no honestly yeah i get you <laughs> i was like this is sick i'm like yeah it's tetris basically it's mm -hmm. dr mario i'm going back see we're doing great yeah, there we're you go great. all comes back together to dr mario <laughs> i would miss the train i'd be like misha i'm so sorry i'm late for to like meet our important <laughs> guest today i got off six stops past my subway stop because i'm yeah. playing the starbucks game like it's embarrassing yeah <laughs> i mean you're getting some free deals out of it right i know i know you can earn rewards just see it all, it all works me. it's a job this is a career it's a career. Working this. Starbucks is a career. Starbucks, Starbucks isn't cheap anymore, all right? I know, I know. Uh, I mean, they should come out with a good game. They got a lot of money. They do have them. a lot of money. Why? Yeah, they they yeah. should come up with a good game. I don't judge you for that. I'm sure it was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the talented minds at Starbucks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hiring the, bre the best and the brightest in gaming. All in gaming. Actually, the Starbucks gaming division's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, not an ad, but it could be. It could be. Listen, Starbucks, I was a barista there for three years. Yeah. Come oh through. Gosh. In Chicago? Um, in the suburbs. Okay. So, But I did go to the Chicago, like, not the roastery, but the Chicago offices here, and I was able to make, like, a latte and everything, and I had, like, the black apron, so. <laughs> That's exciting. So you pretty much run the place. Pretty much yours. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Anyway, I'm going to cut to the ad for Starbucks. <laughs> the <Folks>. Starbucks ad? <laughs> Folks. No, actually. It's summertime. No, it, it, no throw a curveball. We're going to cut to like a completely up, like obscure craft roaster that I'm really Ooh, into. Yeah. And, that's yeah. it. and then we're going to be like, hey, yo, what's going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know y- you, you guys have a, a Babbel sponsorship. Uh, so my idea is just to manifest like a, a sponsorship just by like constantly saying things about different that's, brands and whatever. That's, we do the same thing. That's our yeah. line. We always say not an ad, but it could be. But it could but be. It could be. Bring it on. <laughs> I was listening to a pod recently where they were just like talking about Olive Garden because they really liked it, and one of the other people was like. Is this an ad? Are we getting Olive Garden listen, sponsorships? Listen, the OG yeah. is good. They didn't even oh say the line. They yep. just were like it's talking true. about it like it's they true. were like, no, it's just it's, really good. Yeah, my son graduated from middle school and his dream dinner was Olive Garden and that is where we that's went. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's anyway, where that's where I had my twenty eighth birthday yeah. party with my family last last December. I came home from a work party and they're like, Guess where we're going? The OG for your birthday. And I was like, sick. Do you like unlimited breadsticks? Yeah. I love it. I'm gluten free now, so I can't have any of it. It's very limited for her. It's very upsetting. Incredibly limited. Granted, we did go to the OG. My dad's like, "Do you have some gluten-free breadsticks back there?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, "How dare you?" Maybe that's the maybe that's your in. They need to create a gluten-free menu. Mm-hmm. A full gluten-free menu. Come on, step menu. it up, Olive Garden. Yeah. Come on, it's 2023. Yeah, seriously. With the gabagool. <laughs> Invite the emo social club and bandwives to help you to make your gluten-free breadsticks, and All we will advertise for you. I feel our audiences are aligned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. I think it's that, and I think it's Chili's too. Oh my God. I would give anything for a Chili's sponsorship. Yep. <laughs> me, literally, me and my friends rolled up to our local Chili's one day, and there was like eight of us, and like we weren't like mean menaces. We were just menaces in the fact that all eight of us ordered the same exact margarita to the point where the twice, and the bartender came out and was like, "Is this my El Nino table?" And I'm like, "Oh my God." <laughs> It was the greatest time. That was. A sponsorship. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Give that feels right. Uh, it is something that I kind of want to do whenever we get a podcast on and just be like, how do I podcast based on how you podcast? So, okay, let's discuss. Uh, let's have a round table. Let's have a round yeah. table. So, um, how do I uh, podcast? Uh, <laughs> start from the beginning. That's actually uh, why we reached out to you. Good. Okay. All right. I think by the end of this, we can, yeah, we can figure something. We can figure some, it out. Yeah. Let me introduce you to my PowerPoint. And we pull. The yeah, the PowerPoint. Down. Let's go. Fun fact: the PowerPoint's actually just my uh, my how to podcast for literally all of my journalism to classes fair, I teach. Yeah. Lizzie actually does like professionally know how to podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, then let's see the PowerPoint. Yeah. Let's get the PowerPoint up. (laughs) Give us like top two tips. Uh, Top two tips. What I can think of for podcasting is to be very well prepped and prepared for when you go into interviews. All right. So we're never going to do that. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're out. (laughs) Um, And to be able to um, understand, like, I mean, we were kind of talking about this off stream. But when, when you guys went to your manager and you're like, we want to do a podcast, and he's like, this is a lot of work, realizing that it is like a it is a business. And that's why yeah. that you see a lot of people who can podcast, but they're not podcasters, because not everybody yeah. can be a podcaster. Yep. Yeah, it's like, even sometimes it's like life. I was telling you guys before we came on um, that 
we recorded an episode yesterday in the midst of the chaos and the sound was bad and we're trying to like figure out what's going on but that's kind of what it is because like life happens but you have to be consistent and show up for people and just be like and I say people it's like our, our one fan you have to be there for them because they're there there's, and they're ready for us right here. yeah Got we're right here you know, just like if you want to do it, it's like anything. It's like writing a novel. You know, you have to show up. Um, you have to show up and put words on the page every day and just like do it all the time. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's fun. And sometimes it's just like, eh, well, that sucked. But we did our best. <laughs> we we did start off this episode by saying we were going to do that. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> so. our best. <laughs> we're all trying. And you know what? That's something that you do have in common with children. Yeah. Trying our best. You, know, yeah. you see a kid. When I see them at the gigs now, I'm going to look at them and I say, hey, we're both trying our best. <laughs> oh, no. This man, this man approached me and said the least positive, most positive thing I've ever heard. That'll be like something that they put on the TikToks. Oh, my God. On TikTok. Oh this is going to get stitched. This is, we're going to make this into a TikTok video and then That's everyone it. will stitch it and be like, hello. Oh, like, Lord. I just don't get kids. It's like a Seinfeld episode, <laughs> which also kids don't get. They should. It's a great show. I'm sorry, I don't get Seinfeld. <laughs> I know. I feel like Seinfeld is is really like a specific point in time, and if you can't, you know, the references and the lack yeah. of cell phones and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is it is. But you know, I can't I can't go back. I can't watch it anymore. No, <laughs> you're not going back. I only no. watch it for the characters because they're so ridiculous and I love them mm -hmm. so much. I don't care what they're doing. Or whether it makes sense. I just, I want to be a part of it. It's like your best friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> it means like absolutely like, not. I don't want to be friends with these four people. Like, hello? When I go back and watch it, I I don't know. It's just like the same with friends. 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 And I can't, I just like, oh, I felt like that was, oh, you know what? And same with Sex in the City. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you go, I watched it then, literally when it came out. And now I will like, you know, maybe see part of it or put it on and be like, oh no. Oh no, that part of me is gone. It's like, oh no, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, every episode is like troubling. And that's what we were raised with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I, see, I watched like <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then, like, Disney Channel. <laughs> I liked that show, too. Yeah. I wonder if that's troubling, though. I know. I have also. not gone to revisit it because I don't know if any streaming services even have it. And you know what? That's okay. I don't know if uh, I want yeah, to be okay. decimated like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I say on the cat. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory that all of our generation are obsessed with true crime mm -hmm. and, like, podcasts also because... Our parents listened to uh, or watched uh, Unsolved Mysteries when we were children. And we were Correct. falling asleep and we yeah. heard it trickling into our rooms. <laughs> so we have to be very cognizant of the things that we're uh, digesting. Yeah, no, my parents just said go and watch it. And then they're like, why are you kind of weird? I'm like, I feel like this is this is your guys' fault. It oh, is. TV. They're all like, oh, yeah. That and probably the Tower of Terror movie on Disney Channel. That also, oh my God. that really did it. <laughs> we went Peak to cinema. there a couple weeks ago, and I took my son for the first time on the Tower of Terror. <gasps> and it's all he can talk about are elevators <laughs> and why we shouldn't get on an elevator and oh how no. scary it was. No. He plays Roblox, and he'll be like, 
like Roblox. I'm like, where are you in this world? He's like, I'm at the Tower of Terror. He's like reliving it, working through the trauma. Oh He's working through oh the drama. Is yes. that what I have to do with animatronic dinosaurs yes. and the mummy? First of all, yes, yes, yes. I don't I know them. if anyone should do exposure therapy through Roblox <laughs> at the same time. If that's your only, <laughs> I don't know. No. I keep trying to go on the dinosaur ride at Disney <laughs> Disney World, and every time I'm like, oh, this animatronic dinosaur is gonna come to life, and it's game over. Damn, it's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh no. <laughs> Oh gosh, my son. Like, yeah, there were moments yeah. of terror. Yeah, yeah. trauma <laughs> from. The, and I'm like, no more Five Nights at Freddy, and then they're like, no, I love it, I hate it. I don't, I don't get that at all. I, I mean, know. is he about to ask you to go take him to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie though? Okay, the movie looks kind of oh, good. I'm sure we'll see it. I'm sure. I don't, I don't, I don't do any scary movies. I don't even at all. Like I. Never, never have, and and thankfully Adam doesn't either. So our, but that means our <laughs> oldest son, who's fourteen, is he thinks it's cool and he wants yep. to watch all the horror movies, and he's annoyed that Dad and I won't, you know, do the horror movies with him. But that's just the way of it. I feel like if we were like Keaton, watch these horror movies, you're gonna love it. He'd be like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> I this is like you know you can't win. I feel like they're gonna. That's just the way of it. Kind of you know the generational thing. Yeah. That's the reverse psychology. You show it to them, so yes. they're like, nah, yeah. I'm good. And then you're yeah, like, good, because I'm not taking you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah. this. I feel like it's that way with everything. With tattoos, I feel like I wonder if the next generation will have any, or if they'll be like, oh, no. So. It does seem that way, right? Like, we're we're twisting it now. They were like, I don't want to do anything. Like, oh, the millennials did this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, it's too cringe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh no! It's okay. One of my producers, she walked into my office one day. She like, she was like, "Hey, I have a question." And then it was something about an iPhone. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I have Samsung." She's like, "Oh my god, I forgot your cringe." And I'm like, "Hello, we have a four year age difference." <laughs> what? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Liz I'm not even. Finally feeling I'm not even needed. in my thirties yep. yet. I know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. My niece told me. So we have a niece who's now 23, and she told me. When I was like 25, she was like, when you're 30, you're not going to be cool anymore. And I was like, my dude, what are you talking about? I am so cool. And then I turned 30 and I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. It's over. It's over for me. It's okay. But you don't have to care anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's what we were talking so about earlier. You yeah. just listen to Counting Crows on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> and Google Dolls. You just you t- you submit yourself to Mom yes, Rock. Yeah. That's it. That is me. I mentioned Counting Crows in my classroom one day, and not a one student knew. Really? Who not wow. a one. These kids That's are you know, like 20, 20 to twenty two. Not one. Wow. I and then I was that person who was like, I can't believe you don't know this. And yeah. I'm just like, you're the curator. Don't come at now. me. Well, no, I'm just an old lady. <laughs> you're you you're are, a, you're a culture curator. I did this. Curator. I did the same thing because I I run my I run the college radio station at the university I teach at. So I'll have to like help them program music, and it's an like ver- like rock variety station. And I'm like, oh, like we need to put like the old school emo in because I have one girl. She does like an emo radio show. I'm like, yeah, like I'll definitely help you. And I'm like, hey, she's like, I want to do older emo. I'm like, okay, from like the late 80s, let's go. And she's like, no, I mean like from the 2000s. I'm like, you did not just say that. Get out of here right now. Get out of here right now. You're done. 
It's so true. I was thinking about that too because I went into, I met this girl and I was talking about, you know, emo music and she's a huge fan of Say Anything and I met her at a writing and, she, and she's talking about this early emo. But when I talk about it versus when Adam talks about it, because he knows like the stuff from the 80s and the 90s, you know, and like all of this original stuff that I'm definitely not schooled at. But I think it's mm-hmm. cool that there's like seeds of that that were planted so early. That's because we parents held them down and said, you have to listen to this <laughs> song and know this band. <laughs> Do you owe it all to your parents, all your 80s emo knowledge? Yes, a lot of it. Honestly, I'm like, uh, I was thinking about that when you said Olivia Rodrigo earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's that line about like Billy Joel, like like that this like line about Billy Joel that I taught you about Billy Joel. And I was like, whoa, people must be taught about Billy Joel. Like, I mean, we're yeah. in New York, so it's different. Like, Billy Joel is knowing about a bagel. But I was just shocked that that wasn't a thing. It's it's crazy. We're old. It's okay. It's Fine. totally okay. <laughs> we did a... I, I, I think we can at least shout out Fall Out Boy for bringing back Billy Joel to the, the collective consciousness yeah. of music. And Wait, I, why? What, what, they what, what, I don't they know covered a We Didn't Start the Fire, but they made it Ooh. updated. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Whoa. We, um, a I lot of lyrics in that song. There are a lot, a lot of, lyrics, of words. And I didn't like their version that <gasps> much. It's okay. Uh, we can, we can say nice things. Yeah, I was like, I don't like it. Here's why. I'm going to go through the lyrics. I'm going to say, yeah, I don't really get this. I don't I don't necessarily love the original. I was like, oh, maybe they I just changed the lyrics? They changed like, it. Oh, they they made it more modern. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. They were like, let's do the last... 30 years since the original oh, version yeah and it, it actually came out and i was in a newsroom meeting and i went up <laughs> and tried to bond with everybody some of the other editors i'm like hey did you guys hear about this ball boy billy joel cover that we i made him listen to it with me <laughs> that's a, it's just, but it's just like is it like i need to, i need the lyrics i feel like i'm gonna have to goog, yeah. uh, do a goog I, after this I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for okay, you, okay. wise, But Fair. I do think some of it's pretty it wild. Some of some it's of pretty it wild. Choices. Uh, like you'll stop yourself, and be like, "Hey, yo, did they just say that?" Yeah, I had to pause a few <laughs> oh. times. Like, okay, all right, what? oh, okay. <laughs> now I gotta listen to it. We interviewed yeah. Marie Troman, Joe's mm-hmm. wife, and she's my idol, yeah. straight up. She's so badass. So that's all I know. I don't know that song oh. yet. We'll have to look yeah. up the lyrics. But I know that Marie's. I- Angelic. I mean, I know the original is also not that great, to be I didn't fair. love it. But do you have any idea how many people are on YouTube that are like, hey, uh, I don't think you get it. I think like, that you're <laughs> just wrong. You should like the original. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't really like it. They're like, well, I'm older than you. And I'm, t- I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm old enough to know. Like, it's not oh, maybe man. that good. Yes, but the sure. people I'm are hardcore you. about Billy Joel. I'm with you. Don't like what you don't like. Yes. People don't want you to not like stuff. I will just like straight up Crazy. not listen to it, quit a show, yeah. talk shit about it. That's you don't it. have to like stuff. That's it. Yeah. That's okay. And you can also yeah. be like, you know, Billy Joel's catalog is fantastic, but this song is crap. That's yeah. okay. He's got great songs yeah. otherwise. Songs yes. that I'm fine listening to. There's but... songs I skip of my husband's albums. I oh. skip them unregrettably. Ah. on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. There. My son and I both agree, and I will tell him very clearly. The last album, I'm like, bad man, skip. And then I talk about it to people, and they're like, you're a monster. And I was like, okay, do each his own. 
it's fine. You know what? You like what you like. This is the first okay. time we've said name it here, and so yeah, yeah. I did. I will name it. I'm no shape. <laughs> name drop it. Good. <laughs> I now, mean, now, Misha, do you what taking back Sunday Sunday? Yeah, you gotta drop, you gotta drop oh down. no! Um, no, Adam's way more sensitive than Claudia, so I can't say that. Oh Adam's no! And but you know, like it depends on my mood because some taking back Sunday songs, as you may be aware, are can be kind of negative. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> or and and it's like sometimes you're in the this mood guy? for that to be like this person's an asshole. I'm not happy with them. Or but then other times you're just kind of like oh, I'm not feeling like I can. Like, connect with that energy so that's kind of where i'm at i feel like fair. that's okay. fair yeah. yeah yeah so i'll skip some songs that i love but maybe it's because i've listened to it a bajillion times and i'm not in the mood or because i'm like not feeling the certain way that's fair yeah okay, okay. This, is that diplomatic that's a that's diplomatic that answer. Is. that's a podcaster <laughs> answer right there no if anything this will upset you brian and i both collectively played your soul last summer which is my favorite taking back Ooh. sunday song at emo night and um no one popped off either on either floor yep. except for us because we're, we're real we're ones getting past the we're getting over the hill on that <laughs> i will do any i will do i love taking my, i mean i listen to take my sunday all the time and so i feel like i'm biased i really I'll like pull up to the kids' school and then I'll have to like turn it down so the teachers aren't like yes. just listening to me. <laughs> they're, gonna be, they're gonna be like, hello, ma'am, are you okay? Are well, it's only because they know, they know, no, the kids love it. We listen to it all okay. the time. But all right. they, teachers know, you know, it's a, they go to a small school. And so then I don't want, to, I don't know, they want to care. But I just thought, it, you know, I was just kind of turn it down. <laughs> I listen to Take Back Sunday all the time. Aww. Like, truly, they were like part of my you know my my emo formative years yeah yeah like just i mean i think like you know coheed and and taking back came up together and i feel like there's such a weird sort of kinship in all these festivals that no longer exist and warp tour and things where you just like you saw the same faces all the time and you really did get to see you know like watching adam as a front man for 20 years is like he's amazing He's so charismatic. He's so much fun to watch. Like those albums are so significant to, so you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool to like be in a scene where you really like the people that you're surrounded by and you're like, God, this is a bop. Yeah. And these guys are great. I, it's funny because I grew up in this rural Minnesota, small town, and that was before in the internet, <laughs> which is ridiculous to say, <laughs> but I did not have the internet growing up. And so then I left and went to college and hadn't heard any of the music, you know, any of it, but Nine Inch Nails. Do you guys remember like the, oh record, yeah, we've seen Nine Inch Nails. Sorry. No, no, that's not, that's not what I need. I don't mean Nine Inch Nails. What's the Christian record label? Tooth and Nail? Oh, Tooth and Nail, yeah. Tooth and Nail. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails I love, and I have seen them more than once. But um, no, Tooth and Nail. So that was like the only thing I was exposed to. So MXPX is that sort of thing was how I got into any of this music after I left home. And so I feel like I came into it late. I think was... you came in through it through the Christian rock way, which is fair. Yeah, I feel like it. all of yeah. us, all of us had that way. And it was like Amberlynn was on Tooth and Nail for a while. Yeah. And so I, was yep. like, I got into Amberlynn and lo- I, that was like who I, um, and that was kind of my transition in. But Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, he's great too. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> Different, not Christian but rock. Yeah. Label. <laughs> yeah. He just scored with Atticus Ross. They just scored the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Wild. Oh. That's insane. I Wild. love it. 
Yeah. What, a, what a beautiful thing to just like take on any project you I want swear. to. Like that. I know. Yeah. They did Soul too, and that mm -hmm. movie's soundtrack was. It was really mind good. Blowing. So that, good. Wait, what is Soul the? It's uh, a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. The cartoon. Yeah. 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 That and there's like, yeah, there's a lot of moments in that where I was like, this has got to be Trent Reznor. Yep. You know, you can hear it. And yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't realize my, that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. These are yeah. these are all of our recommendations. Yeah. So <laughs> also, <laughs> throw in Patrick Stump doing like the Lego, I think it's like the Lego video game, and I think yeah. he also, I think you could fact check me on this because I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure that he also is doing the Five Nights at Freddy's music. Oh. I think they or did a song for um, they did a song for the Big Hero Six. They yep. did, yeah, Immortals. That was a, yeah. that's a good song. It's still good. It's a bop. Yeah. <laughs> It's a yeah. Brian doesn't like post oh, uh, anything Fall Out Boy. I do. <laughs> I'll name every Fall Out Boy song I don't like. Oh no! <laughs> Tell us which ones you don't like. It's everything post uh, Folio do. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's not true. I like some songs post Folio do. Um, we've been recording over an hour, which is amazing because this feels just like sitting and, and talking and hanging out. And, yeah. Uh, I, I want to make sure we we finish with giving a little bit of plugs and where people can listen, where people can check out uh, uh, the podcast and, and anything else that you have going on. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll hand it over to both of you to to promote your stuff. Well, we have the Bandwives podcast, which we would love you to listen to, subscribe, download, review, and another big one is we're going to Portugal. Next year, we're hosting a creative writing retreat. Ooh. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. We're very excited. We will drink wine. We will do art. We will, uh, I don't know, hang out and talk and shoot the shit just like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll talk about emo things. Yeah. <laughs> and then write them down. Yes, and write them down. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the emo scene is like in Portugal, so. Yeah, I don't know either. We're going to find out. Neither of us have been, but I'm really excited. Yeah. Is this like, because, I mean, if it is, good. Is this like a way of just like, oh, man, we got to do this thing in Portugal, man. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like, I, I, I have to go. It sucks. We got to do this thing. Uh, yeah, but, like, I guess we're going to go to Portugal. <laughs> Well, we went to Italy and we had such an amazing time together writing and working. And so we were just kind of like, actually got contacted by us hosting this like kind of like um, hosting group. And they were like, oh, we'll put together these trips and you can kind of like curate it. And we're like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. All right. Well, listen, that's a dream. I, we're coming to Portugal. Yeah. Come oh man, Portugal. I gotta get. Now I, mean, I really gotta get my passport. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I go really on. I want babble. you to. I'm very serious that I want you to come with us and use our babble link. <laughs> <laughs> use our babble link. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, no, that was actually something I was thinking about. I know we're almost done, but that was something <laughs> I was thinking about, like doing your own podcast, being your own boss, so to speak. And it's like getting these affiliates, like getting your link, you know, it's like you have to be your own PR unless you hire out, you know, which we got help with, or like you have to be your own production. You have to be your own manager. You have yeah. to, there's a, it's a, really is a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's independent band stuff, but in yeah. 2023, it's just independent podcasters. Yep. Similar mm -hmm. idea, but different execution and, uh, different babble 
promo codes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah promo code emo. Yeah. We don't have one, so don't use that one. Try it. Try it. Throw it in. Toss it in. Maybe it'll work. Uh, it's not a code, but it might be. Yeah, it's not a <laughs> it code. Could be. Uh, make sure if you're listening to this, if you're watching, if you're viewing, if you're a partaker of the content, if you're if you're being curated upon. Uh, to go and check out the Bandwise podcast and listen to all the episodes. Every single one of them is a five-star episode, so make sure you rate them as such over there on the podcasting app of choice. Use code BABBLE in the BABBLE BABBLE app, um, <laughs> however that works. However it is, make sure you also leave them a nice little uh, review on Apple Podcasts, too. Yeah. yeah. And any sponsorships, uh, let us know. <laughs> Starbucks, that's it, that's we're ready. Right. Yeah, Starbucks. come on. I'll I'll say something nice about Oliato. Independent coffee roasters, yeah. Independent coffee, yeah. The OG, the OG. Preferred. Um, well, yeah. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up the episode there. Uh, thank you so much to Bandwives Pod, Chandra and Misha. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. I hope you liked it. I bet you did. They're really cool. The The bandwise are really cool. Chandra and Misha, thank you for being on. They're super cool. And uh, yeah, this was a five-star episode. So let your podcast app know. Tell uh, Mr. Spotify, uh, Mr. Apple Podcasts, Dr. Google, that we we were a great podcast. You should, you should definitely let your friends know <laughs> and all the good stuff. Uh, so that so that you know they know we did a good pod. We will return. We will be returning next Tuesday with another episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed, and you can also watch our live episodes when we record them over on our Twitch channel at emosocialclub.tv. That's where we live. Uh, that's our home. Please join us in our home when we record a podcast from my home. Thank you all for checking this out. Uh, we'll see you next week uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club. I'm Brian. Goodbye. Talk about yourselves. Talk about uh, why we're all here. Why we're all gathered here today this evening. Uh, as, as a podcast on a podcast with a podcasting podcasters. <laughs>